Welcome into the Draft Profile Podcast, a shoot-off of football and other F-words. My name is Zach Lyons, and I am here with Mike Herndon. We are going to start off talking about Caleb Farley, defensive back with Virginia Tech. He was taken in the first round at 22 overall. He feels an obvious need at cornerback. We have talked extensively about Caleb Farley. You can go back to any of our podcast recordings and even – the draft podcast that we did live at Jasper's in West Nashville, where we had Mike on with Braden Gall to talk about this Caleb Farley pick. So we won't get too much into the weeds of what we have already talked about, but let's talk just a little bit because we didn't get to talk till at before the press conference of the Caleb Farley pick health concerns where are you at on health concerns mike it sounds like the titans staff did a great job with due diligence on this he got to meet extensively with their doctors and according to caleb farley they did the most research into into him and his history so where are you at on the level of concern of his health yeah so and you know really um you know our own josh hong uh at broadwaysportsmedia.com has a great piece up about fantastic um, piece by the way farley's injury uh what the history is for other uh nfl players who have had it um you know in in his his piece says that studies show that 75 to 80 percent of nfl players uh were able to return to play uh 15 of those um returned for a revision surgery um so in, in the average age for those players was 27 and a half not you know obviously 20 or 21 like like farley was when he had his uh his operations done so i think you know they're taking a little bit of a risk, of course. Like anytime you've got a guy with, with back issues, um, you're taking a little bit of a risk. But the odds are pretty good. And, and frankly, you know, the players who returned from injuries like this weren't significantly hampered as far as, you know, they, they returned to the same level that they were at previously. They, there wasn't like a huge drop off in effectiveness or speed or flexibility or anything like that. So, uh, there's a, if you're telling me there's an 80% chance you get Caleb Farley fully healthy for, you know, even say five to six years, that is absolutely uh, a risk worth taking because you're, you're talking about a player who is a top 10 pick in the draft if he's healthy. So if you're telling me there's an 80% chance I'm getting a, a top 10 pick at, at 22, then I think that's a tremendous deal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with the, uh, um, risk there in, in the injury um, situation, you know, for the return that's available, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a high upside pick, obviously. So let's talk about a little bit about the implications of this trade or this trade. Sorry. Um, people are, you just posted this article up on uh, Broadway sports media and people are talking about that we're trading Julio Jones and that's what the article said. So I had, I had the whole trade thing, everything in my head. Obviously, we just, you know, picking them up means that our defense has the potential to look a little bit different and obviously better because we focused, saw the Titans focus on defense this whole offseason and draft. Caleb Farley is obviously an outside guy, right? That is, that is his bread and butter. That's where he is from. He says, tell me which man I'm covering, and that's what I'll do. So... And granted, this may be a simplistic view of the Titans defense because it is a multiple coverage or front 
kind of situation. We never really have see the team do the same thing over and over, but who do you think primarily kicks inside? Not who do you want, but who do you think realistically gets kicked inside out of Janoris Jenkins, Jack rabbit and um, Christian Fulton. So it, it sounds like Fulton probably is, is the more realistic um, option. And, and like you said, I, I don't think it's going to be a he's in the slot 100% of snaps like it was with Logan Ryan, right? Like Logan Ryan was specifically a slot corner. Um, Fulton can play outside for sure. Um, in fact, I, I think he's probably better out there, better suited to play out there. So, um, you know, I think if you play him in the slot, but he, he, he can be fine. I think he'll, he'll be fine in there. I don't think that's like, you know, necessarily his best, best spot, but um, the Titans, I believe the, the big thing is that they want to be a matchup man-to-man coverage team. That's all, all of the moves that they're making drive towards. They want to be able to line up and play man-to-man defense in the back end. And that gives them all sorts of freedom up front to get creative with their their front and you know bring different blitzes bring different guys from you know the linebacker level everything like that so it frees them up to do a lot schematically if you can effectively line up in man-to-man and just take guys away um and farley that's that's exactly what he can do um fulton jenkins that's what they all can do the guy that i think um you know when we'll talk about him on another episode Elijah Molden's going to play into this and he is a slot guy. He is very much a slot only guy in that Logan Ryan mold. So it wouldn't totally shock me if, if Fulton and Molden shared some of the slot responsibilities pretty early on uh, in this season. So one of the knocks on him is that he is basically static alignment, which means he never really tracked a wide receiver or flip sides in a game. Now, I know you say that we we want to see the Titans and the Titans want to see more man-to-man coverage. What does that tell you about possibly his transition to the NFL in that kind of role? Yeah, and with the – I mean, the the Titans have completely flipped their cornerback room, right? I mean, the the top four – corners on the depth chart most likely are all going to be newcomers with uh or not all newcomers it'll be three newcomers and Fulton who is effectively a newcomer because he barely played last year um so it's totally different and I think the easiest way to to get guys comfortable is to leave them on a side and just let them play that side so that their techniques the same. They're, they're, you know, not having to think about, you know, all right, well, I'm mirrored on this play or, or, or how, however that, you know, thought process needs to go. It's, it's easier to just leave them on a side, let them, you know, you've got the right side, you've got the left side, but um, I think skill set wise, you know, Farley's super long and they're eventually going to want him to, I'm sure, be able to track with these longer wide receivers. So, you know, bigger guys like, um, you know, Julio Jones or, or a guy like, um, you know, any of the the bigger guys out there, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I still consider, I don't think he's huge, but he's, he's plays big. Um, Farley, I think they would, would be the guy that they would want to follow him. Um, so, I think they may start off playing sides initially and then transition once these guys get more comfortable uh, in their roles, be able to let them track with certain guys and and follow them around the defense. I mean, 
nobody's going to play 100% on one side or the other, but I think that's, that's probably initially where they start out and then maybe move towards, uh, towards more movement. The, uh, another one of his knocks is his press man traits. So with his press man traits, he has little press man experience, only 58 snaps in his whole career where he was asked to press his man at the line. And when he is in press, he has clunky transitions in press and kind of loses the ground right at the snap. Obviously, that's something he could be fixed upon, but he's such a long physical cornerback. What would it obviously maybe, you know, that works for the Tennessee Titans because we know the Tennessee Titans aren't big at press at the line, but we know that the Tennessee Titans want to be a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage against these wide receivers. Do you think that maybe he he will be the cornerback that kind of probably plays a little off while other cornerbacks press at the same time? Or what do you think about this this con? You know, I think, um, you know, he, de- he definitely didn't play a ton of press in college. He was, he was off, um, off man a, a lot of times uh, at Virginia Tech. And he's really good playing off. Um, and, you know, I know Titans fans, the, the, the constant joke is, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, the Titans, they, they never line up their cornerbacks anywhere within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage or whatever. But it, that is okay if you've got cornerbacks who can come up and make a play and Farley was excellent at that. He, he played off man, but he would sit there and squat on the underneath stuff. So slant stops outs, all that stuff underneath. He would squat on those routes because he has zero fear of anyone running by him. You know, if, if somebody comes in and gets on him, he has zero fear of, of getting beat deep because he knows he can recover. He's, he's faster than anyone on the field. Um, so that ability allows him to really excel in that spot. Now they probably will want him to play a little bit more press man at the NFL level. And he's got the, the, the traits to do it. Um, the length, the size, you know, I, I think he, he could be taught uh, how to be a better press man corner. Um, the question will be, you know, kind of how, how quickly he's able to pick that stuff up just because he hasn't done it a whole lot. You got to remember this guy has only played two real seasons of NFL or of, of cornerback. I mean, he was a, uh, quarterback uh, at, at the high school level and then transitioned to wide receiver briefly at Virginia Tech before eventually landing at corner. So he's only played two seasons there. Uh, doesn't have all the reps that, you know, a guy like Patrick Sertan uh, does coming out who's been groomed to play corner his whole life. Um, it, Farley's going to be a little bit more of a development project with some of this stuff like press man and, and some of the technique stuff, but Man, the physical skill set allows you to make up for a lot of issues. You know, if you're not perfect in your technique, but you're still running 24 miles an hour, you can make up for, all right, I didn't get a good jam at the line of scrimmage, but I can get back in this in phase with this guy because I'm faster than him. So um, I think you're going to see, you know, a little bit of, of, of growing pains with him it, with some of that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I think I think he's going to be able to play right away just because he's so physically gifted that that you just you're not going to be able to keep him off the field if he's healthy. Okay, we're going to end these little segments with some little. I'm going to keep track of this. I'm writing this down of some predictions of stats from you, Mike. And we're going to see how accurate accurate you are at the end of the rookie seasons. So, how many pass breakups for Christian Fulton in his rookie uh, year? Or for, sorry, uh, Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go at 12. least. 
At least 12. Okay. At least 12. Yeah. Interceptions. Now the rookie uh, interception leader, I believe is Marcus Peters with eight interceptions his rookie year for the Kansas city chiefs. So interceptions his first year. Two. I'm going to go two. two. Okay. Is 12 pass breakups and two interceptions enough for a rookie cornerback that's drafted in the first round for you? It depends a little bit on where, how much he's targeted. Cause I mean, interceptions, are great and, and you know eventually if if you're making a lot of them you're going to be a very successful corner but um if you're not targeted a whole bunch you just don't get the opportunity gotcha. to and a lot Makes of it sense. comes down to you so know, it's it's what, about what the opportunity that he's given more so than the capabilities right yeah gotcha over under passer rating allowed 67.5 Oh, I'm going to say over yeah over. That is, anything under 67.5 would be a tremendous season for him Okay, so that will do it all for here. We're going to talk about Dylan Radins. You'll hear that on Wednesday morning with me and Mike. For Football and Other Efforts, this has been Caleb Farley's Draft Profile Pod. I am Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. He's Mike Curtin. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. Thank you for listening. You have just been mini-effed. A Broadway Sports Media Production.